0: Hey beautiful, welcome to Unapologetic at 50. I am your host, Sharon Fields. This is an uncapped community discussing real life issues. In your 50s, you have the right to say, I have no time for games. Never regretting the past or apologizing for wanting a better future. Join me and special guests as we discuss topics and provide tools to navigate our midlife challenges. So I want to thank each and every one of you for listening to this episode. I am so excited to share our special guest with you today. Her name is Kareen Griffiths and she is just such an amazing energy I just want her to share what her expertise is with each and every one of you. I know that you would truly be blessed by this. The tools is not age specific. It's something that all of us can utilize throughout our lifetime. So let me not hold out, even though I kind of want to keep her to myself. (laughs) Because I do love the energy. We actually met through Instagram. And I saw a couple of her stories and her posts. And I was like, okay, she loves house music, y'all. Y'all know that's my thing right there. (laughs) So right there, that brought us together. But then I started seeing her messages and I was like, wow, this is something that I could utilize as well as others. And I just wanted her message to be heard and her expertise. So, without any further ado, I just want to introduce to you Kareen Griffith, and she will provide you with all of her expertise in how you can connect with her. So welcome, Corrine. How are you? Thank you.
1: Thank you for inviting <laughs> me, Sharon. Gosh, I, I know I, I the whole Instagram thing, and you know, I don't, I don't use it all the time because I just like to go on there when I feel like going on there. I don't go on there for looking for anything. Just I just enjoy the platform. So you connecting with me and telling me about this fantastic podcast and being able to just share ways that we can help each other you know you and me and the wider people that are listening then that just fills me with joy really Absolutely. what it's all about and the music
0: yes 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 yes
1: <laughs> no matter where you are music can bring you together correct yeah I was just going to see it's true it's truly done that uh, I always say that you know that music is a place where it just brings people together different places different backgrounds it just connects you Without even using words, it's just a feeling. How's a (laughs) feeling? It sure enough is. (laughs) But that would also
0: be considered a way of communicating, right? Because I know there has been times that talking to someone and I really don't have a time to actually speak to them on the phone, but I can send them a message with music in it and they know Hmm. exactly what I'm talking about. So there are Hmm. several ways of communicating right? Yeah. So can you tell us about that?
1: Give us maybe the top three, if you would. Yeah. I've spent um, the last 10, 12 years in communication. And I think there's this assumption that, you know, anybody can communicate and everybody communicates and we all, we can all converse with each other. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to work or relationships, it's about how your conversations become winning conversations and, and real conversations and conversations where you connect with each other. And that's how I look at communication. It's about giving you the ability to connect with anyone, no matter where you're from, no matter what place, whether you're here or different countries, I look at communication as that threat that connects you with anyone. And if you do that well then um, you get to learn you get to embrace life differently because you you look through a different pair of eyes I suppose you really see people if you learn how to use communication well
0: I think that that might be an area that some of us are not doing too well in because communication is also a part of listening right as well as now you explain the difference because a lot of times people will say, I hear you. You mm-hmm. hear me, but are you listening to what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Can you explain the difference when it comes to hearing and listening?
1: So sometimes people hear with the opportunity to come up with an answer to counteract what they've heard. If you're I class listening as you're listening to everything that's going on in that conversation, you're listening to the tone, you're listening to the body language, are listening to the, the facial expressions, if, you're, if, if that's the case, or you're listening to the voice and you're listening to everything that sits around that conversation to really understand where, where somebody's coming from and listening to the context, listening to, the, I suppose, what's not being said as well, because it's not always about what you verbalise, it's what's not being said. And that's what I think is really important between the sort of listening And and then hearing, I think hearing can be very much a case of, yeah, I heard you. And then you're ready to respond with, uh, you know, your own view of the world.
0: It's funny that you say that because I've said to people also, no answer or no response is also a response. And they're like, what do you mean by that? If I ask you a question, right? And there is nothing, you know, you don't respond, you don't in any type of manner, whether that be just by saying, we'll talk about it later, or I mm-hmm. disagree, or we're in this this age of texting and things of that nature, just send in something to confirm that you received the question or you mm-hmm. were listening to what I'm saying. Uh, when there's nothing, that's an answer. You yeah. know, I take that as if you're not interested, you choose not to respond, it's not something that is important mm, enough mm. for you to respond. Yeah. You know, so Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah. And I think it's, some, it's sometimes when we get that feeling, it's off a backdrop of something else. Something else is going on. We don't tend to just have a long off conversation and you end up with this you don't really care. It's a series of interactions that have come to the conclusion that, okay, this is how I feel about this particular conversation. It's very rare in, in com- if you've got a relationship, not like relationship with a, a partner, but relationships, friendships, that you just end up uh, with, um, oh, you're not listening to what I'm saying. There's a, normally a journey that's gone on mm-hmm. <laughs> for, for it to get to that point. And that's where that communication has to play. If you've ended up at a point where you say, well, you don't really care what I've said, it's normally come from somewhere else. The difference between
0: how we communicate with a friend versus someone that we are in a relationship with seems to differ because the way that you interact with someone that's just your friend, just your buddy, just your, hey, dude. You know, you talk to them and you will even allow certain things that you won't with someone that you're in a relationship with. Is that Mm.
1: correct? Yeah, that comes in both ways. Yeah. But I think, yeah, you're right. In friendships, it can be very much, as you say, you, you let things happen differently to maybe in a relationship for sure.
0: Is there any advice that you would give for people to communicate more effectively? And it doesn't matter who you're talking to, because I think a lot of times we get lost in that too. We have what we want to say or how we feel, what we want to come across in our head, but it's not actually coming through in the conversation. So the first place, could you start uh, with
1: friendships? Yeah. I think friendships, and I think it's with any friendship or any relationship, it comes with other things. So it comes with how they make you feel. It comes with expectations sometimes. So depending on what those things are will depend on the responses that you give to people in a friendship. You know, you sometimes have friendships where you like, they'll do anything. I can say what I like to them. I don't need to be, they're not super sensitive. It's cool, mm-hmm. I can do whatever. And you can have that dialogue. And you can have friendships where they're, they're a bit more sensitive and you have to think a little bit more about how you're talking to them or, and you sometimes you want to say, well, you know me, so you should be, and you just feel like we should be free within that. But so I think we get in friendships and that's sometimes I say these family relationships, they can become a bit boundaryless. Yes. boundaries. There's no boundaries. And then that's when it could go into, you know, upsetting somebody or whatever it may be. And I, I, I recall like, for example, a situation I had with my friend who um, we had this whole COVID situation happen, and um, we had like the health service here reach out and say, You know, we're looking for volunteers, we're looking for volunteers, and you know, you could just volunteer an hour to do phone calls or drop something off at the pharmacy. And so, I, you know, you get the text, don't you, with the poster saying, Send this on to anyone you know. And I sent it on to my friend, say, You know, saying, Hey, you know, we can all help here mm-hmm. with their mm-hmm. NHS response. And she came back and said, you know, I've been really busy, you know, you know, we've got my child at home. I was like, yeah, well, you know, they're only looking for an hour. And before I knew it, you're kind of putting your expectations subconsciously onto somebody Someone else, else. Yeah. Instead of me just hearing that. Yes. Thank you for receiving that. I'm good to go. I went into and it was non-intentional, but I was like, yeah, but, you know, you can do an hour. You, can, you could do an hour, You just only a phone call. Everybody needs to come together, you know, being, thinking about what everybody could do to change the situation. And then she came back to me with a whole barrage of, do you know what's going on in my house at the moment? Mm-hmm. And she went through everything that was going on and what she was dealing with. And, and, and you know, and I really upset her. And, and so it's, it's sometimes the medium that you use, it's the timing. You don't know where people's heads are at. So it's about respecting that and giving people space, not taking things personally. I knew that what she was upset about was not me. Right. You know, you have a big right. friendship of many, many years. So I knew she wasn't upset with me per se when she told me. I was like, okay, well, she's going through some stuff. I'm a, you know, you say you're sorry and you come away and you, you think back and go, okay, next time if you do do that, Kareem. Don't then, you know, add your little t- bit on the top and, oh, well, you could do this and you couldn't do that. It's right. just... You're in nature to do that in your friendships they become a bit boundaryless, so but I think it's more about how we respond to that, not taking it personally. If your relationship is balanced and you haven't built everything on this relationship, then you know you see things a little bit differently. Yeah, absolutely. Yes.
0: <laughs> and like you said, I think that also crosses over into your personal relationship, you know your yeah. marriages, yeah. your your dating your your long-term relationships, right? Because we always need to be respectful, but also mindful because you said something in that, like your intent wasn't to, you know, to be so forceful, but you're used to communicating in a certain way. And this was something that was dear to you, right? But that doesn't mean that it's the same thing for the other person. Yeah. so we need to be mindful of that but not only we don't know what's going on in their life no you know no. Um, you could be the best friends but that doesn't mean that every moment or every second of the day is shared with you
1: yeah absolutely mm-hmm. and it could be like oh well you know I came of went I was like gosh I, you know actually we haven't picked up the phone and had a conversation for a few weeks So, but even if we had had a conversation for a few weeks, that that impulse of me getting that information and sending it, I still would have done the same thing, Mm -hmm. you know, because at that point I was like looking at the good of the world and the good and we can all come together in this new wave. Hey, you know, you could do this very harmless, very innocent statement. But at that particular point, yeah. So it's having um, relationships where you can come away from that and go, that's not about me. Don't make right. it about me now. Don't come away. And go, well, why did you think that of me? Because that's you know that's what you hear sometimes. Oh, how could she even think I was doing that? And all I did was ask. And then there's mm-hmm. this big drama about you come away and you think what has really been said? And what she was really saying was I've been really stressed out here. Right. Right. I'm, I've been really right. stressed out. I've been really stressed out. I've had to deal with so much stuff. That's you know. This doesn't. I, I would love to help. You know me. I would love to help. That's what she's really saying. Right. But when stress takes over. A whole yeah. different way <laughs> right
0: yeah it comes across a whole different way yeah and that's a good thing right there too because it also opens the door for you to be there for a friend yeah right yes. because you you know that it's not you per se that there's something else that's going on that they may need some support and yeah. that's what we all should be doing as well correct yes
1: it's about I think when I think about confidence, about who you are and what you are, I think if you are confident about yourself and what you do and who you are as an individual, these other factors really won't affect you because you're comfortable with self. They'll affect you to being empathetic and sympathetic and you recognize and you respond, but you're able to, if you're connected, well, connected with yourself and who you are, you won't take those things out of context.
0: That is good. Yes. Say that again. If you are confident.
1: Yes, confident and you're well connected with who you are. Yes. You'll see things in a balanced way. So if you know how to be centered, be mindful, be calm and think, stop and think about your thoughts and your emotions and know how that works with yourself, then you respond differently as opposed to reacting differently.
0: Yes. Opposed to reacting. Mm -hmm.
1: When I looked at that situation, like many situations you might have, I looked and thought, our friendship is always pretty good. So this particular thing isn't going to kill the relationship. Mm -hmm. But that's because I am balanced. I don't, you know, I'm comfortable with myself. I'm confident about myself. I come from a place of love and light. So therefore, my head to the light. In most situations, that's where I head what's this about, love and light, then the likelihood is that it will turn out to be okay. But if it doesn't, I know it's not about me. Mm -hmm. And it could be another person's journey, other person's needing to do something to work out for themselves because the intent is always be love and light and to help.
0: Right. Oh, thank you for that information. That is very good. Let's move on to career. I think Mm. a lot of time in our careers, our workplaces, it's kind of the same thing. There are things that we don't communicate well with our coworkers. We don't communicate well with our management team. All of us, I think we have a sense of what it is that we want. It may not be complete, because life is always changing, you know, you feel that you're in this space, and then as time goes on, you might go in another direction, but you do know what it is that you will tolerate, what you won't, what you want to participate in, what you don't, and what affects you emotionally when someone says these certain things to you, and Mm. that also occurs At your workplace, you know, because you are around people eight to 10 hours a day, most commonly before COVID people working together. And I think that is one of the places that we lack in good communication also because you are working, you have a lot of things that are on your plate, you're talking to people in passing. Sometimes that will come off in a different manner as well. So if you have any type of advice or techniques regarding the workplace, please share.
1: Yeah, the workplace is a um, a big one because you, I suppose with work, you're there to feel good about what you're doing, but to get where you want to go, whether it's in your your future, or your career goals and about perceptions and impressions, and and all of these things that work about what you're doing. I think when I reflect on what people or what I try and help organisations to think about when it comes to people, because you've got a mix of everybody, you know, in all in one place trying to do what they need to do. There's certain exercises which is under you know with teams. They they do quite a lot of the stuff in more of the HR functions. Or sometimes when in communication practice, where you try and understand what people's communication styles are. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, you know, there are many like sort of um, psychometric tests or assessments or communication assessments that you can take, which gets you to understand your style. And I, I use an example, for exa- um, an example, like me and my business partner for my other company. She's a very detailed person, I'm not as detailed. So if we have a conversation, she gets into the detail, sometimes of the things that she wants and gets really, really into the detail. And I'm thinking, I don't need to know all that detail. I only need to know. <laughs> and, and then when you're both like under stress or it's really busy, you start to feel like you're not getting what you want. She needs X from me. I need X from her, but we're really, really busy. But because we know that about each other, we're able to step out and go what is it ask the right questions in order for each party to get what they need to deliver right. on the task so typically what tends to happen which we've done which i've done before in teams in companies is you get the team to do an assessment assessment to see what type of communicator they are are they a visionary communicator are they a fact are they a techie you know you go through and you can start to profile your teams and understand in that team what is it made up of? So you've got the person who's like gone into the granular of everything. And I have done that before where I've hired people in, in a team and made sure that I've had different skill sets in the team. Great, but can drive you crazy when mm-hmm. they're asking you question after question after question after question, and you're just like, I'm not time for all this, I am not got time <laughs> but so it's so doing a team dynamics or understanding your style enables you to quickly focus in on the purpose of a conversation. Because if you know a person is a detailed person or there is a leader who's very strategic and is up here and doesn't want to get into the detail, you, when you're preparing your items for your colleagues or for them, you know the balance.
0: Yes. That's mm-hmm.
1: the type of thing you need to create. And you take your, you start to take it away again from the personal. I always say, is this personal or is this about the task? And if, if you can be clear on the tasks and the purpose of the task and the start, you know that Joe over there, he's going to need the detail. So the question should be like, Joe, what detail do you think you're going to need for, for that? Focusing on the task. You're going, you know that about Joe because you've had your dynamics assessment. Right. You can see Joe's going to ask for that. Whether you like it or not, Joe's going to ask for it. So you won't get annoyed with Joe. You know your leader's going to come in, and he's going to come with this vision. You're thinking he's always a bit ambiguous. He never really gives us the stuff that I need. But you know that's what they're about. And if you try and go too far in on asking what they mm. want, you will frustrate the leader. Right. So, so once you get into I say the styles, and um, and you take this assessment. And typically, when somebody comes to me for coaching, I'll, I I get them to do the assessment, which and comes out with like this sort of ten pages where it shows you if you're a if you're a, a visionary type of person, these are the questions you would need to ask if you were talking to a detailed person or vice versa. Then it helps you understand that. It's 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 how much you want to put your personal needs into this relationship. Because the work there's the work and then there is this whole like, am I putting all my how I personally feel into this? Mm. How much control do I want to hand over to you on my personal? I don't want to hand over my everything about me personally, how I am. Right. So Let me understand what the task is in hand, and let's understand how our different styles gives us the outputs we're looking for. And that's what you have to sometimes coach people around.
0: Yeah, I mean, because we all have uh, different personalities, right? And when you're working, that is something definitely that management uh, should be aware of and know how to deal with, right? Yeah. And if they don't, then they need some additional leadership skills as well. Yeah. Um, but also as coworkers, you need to be mindful on how you approach the people that you work with. Because a lot of things that you spoke about, I think that we get to see as Co workers, employees, as well. You will know the people on your team, how they think, what their process is, because of questions that they ask, the things that you see them speak about during your meetings. You know, so there's kind of a show and tell and reference mm-hmm. to the employees and the co workers as well. So some of that stuff yeah. goes, you know, both ways. And again, yeah. We always need to be mindful of others and how we are communicating with them. And it's okay, I think, to ask, Did you understand what it was that I was saying? Or, you know, and if they don't, explain it again, but don't let it turn into something that is combative. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, something that is going to go any further than what you are discussing at that point. It's definitely
1: a a balance of of self-awareness. You have to be really self-aware when you're at work about what is going on in your workplace and how much um, like when I worked for a company for a long time, I realized how much the culture of that organization made made me feel. Mm-hmm. because I would worked there for a long time and then it's really difficult to break some habits break some thinking habits yeah oh, because anytime you're going to a similar scenario I would assume the outcome was going to be mm-hmm. a certain outcome because of being somewhere a long time seeing behaviors that I didn't particularly think were great but you know you've got to carry on working there and everything and then what happens is it becomes like like an institution the way that you are and how you behave and then therefore it knocks your confidence about things that you may want to go and do, or you might be in a meeting and you think, gosh, I know the last time that we had a meeting, this is what happened. And then yes.
0: You, think, you nailed that right there.
1: <laughs> yes. So I think there's something around, I always try and, I, I've learned over time about having a real balance to your life. And if you have, this is what I love about sort of helping people in work and in life live their truth. Because it's the balance, if you get a good balance in that you don't put all the eggs in the work basket and all your relationships and everything is in that basket and that you have the balance outside, you value, you're looking after yourself, you've got good friendships, good relationships and, you know, a nice rounded view, but you don't look outwards to get your um, life, your inward is fine and yourself is fine. And if it, if it is, you, you, you won't be worried about some of those things.
0: True. Very, very true. <laughs> what about the podcast is unapologetic at 50 and we, I, I don't like this whole aging thing, but you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Right. Um, So we are considered the midlife group and, you know, we're in a different chapter in our lives, but because of things that we have dealt with those first 50 years or or so, you know, um, a lot of stuff has a tendency to stay with you and comes out in your communication, right? Mm -hmm. So for someone that is older and is looking to try to do a different thing when it comes to expressing what they want, what their needs are, and what they will and will not tolerate Mm. Can you speak to that? I mean, because I think that we do look at things a little bit differently. We don't have as much patience. And I think that's because of things that we've already been through uh, in our past and the fact that, you know, um, now we're in our 50s and it's kind of like, how much time do I have left? Not that any of us know but we we are living longer. There's a lot of people that are, you know, in their hundreds, but we're not living as long as they did in the Bible, having children at 300 and, you know, and stuff like that. So we're kind of conscious of time as well. So we're trying to uh, move in another direction. And I think that in those areas too we can do a better job of communicating what it is that we really want and what we need
1: what you're what i'm hearing here is your there is a there's something around change here so for me as part of your communications piece there is a change piece and so i'm a, a change practitioner and which means that you understand the principles of change okay and, um, and what I mean by that is what you're really saying is that there's, there's things that I should be thinking about doing differently in my communication or in whatever it is you want to achieve, but I don't know how to or what the motivations are for me to make that change. Mm-hmm. And a really simple kind of analogy around that is sometimes we might know that we, we want to do something. It could be, I don't know, I want to lose weight you know, I want to lose weight, you know, I want to change, I want to lose weight and I want to lose weight because, you know, I'm going on a holiday. And then um, I always ask when we go through these change principles, these steps, I always ask the, you know, from one to five, how much do you really want to, want to change, lose weight? And some people are like, well, you know, I want to do, because I want to get into my bikini. I'm like, okay, but what are the barriers, what's going to stop you from doing that? Okay. Okay. Well, you know, it could be the fact that, you know, I've got children at home. Okay. So can somebody look after the children? You know, and you, you, you go, okay, well, someone could have the children. You say, okay, so now you know what would stop you from doing something different. And then they say, oh, well, you know, I'd have to go three times a week. Can you go three times a week? And you, you, when you go through change questions, you start to really fundamentally understand, do you really want to change? Mm-hmm. That's the question. For me, it's like you go through stages and if you don't answer some of the questions, you just stop in the first stage, I say to people, which is, I really know I should do something about Oh, I, I know how to do it. And then I'm, I'm like, yeah, but if you know how to do it, what's right. stopping you from right. doing it? Mm-hmm. And then when you tap into those things, you start to understand does somebody really want to do it? So even though the end game is I want to put on my, I want to look great, I'm like, well, are you prepared to go do. to the gym? Yeah. Reduce mm-hmm. this three times a week. You know how to, but can you? Because there's a difference between knowing how to do something and can you do something? So if someone says, like, they want to change something in the way that they communicate, you have to map that out and get really specific. Okay, so you, you feel like you want to, why? How is that impacting you? Well, you know, when I speak to people, they get the wrong idea. Uh-huh. What kind uh-huh. of wrong idea? What kind of wrong idea are they getting? You know, and if you was to prove this, what would improve in that conversation or relationship? What's the reward? Now, if the reward's not that great, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Rewards, and like I say to people, if you're going to lose weight, and it's just the bikini thing, and that's if you are powered up on that, great. But if you're like, I can put a sarong on, then you're going to stick in the. I-, I think I should be doing something. Right. 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 You really, for me, there is something we, like When I say with anything with to do with comp communication or whatever it may, or confidence or whatever. It's understanding clearly what is it you are trying to change and what outcome or what is the benefit of you doing that change. You know, I want to improve my communication. For what purpose? What's getting in the way? Is it going to give you a pay rise? Is it going to give you, you know, what, your better relationship with your partner? What, what is it going to give you? And, and if you can sit there and go, I know that it's going to be 10 times better if I go through these steps, the likelihood is you will go through the pain that's involved and the barriers right. in order to change. But I think a lot of the time we say we want to do something, um, but we can't really dig deep enough to go because as you said, when you get older you're like, Well mm-hmm. you know, do I really wanna kill myself off now? I've just I'm pretty you know, do I really, really need to be doing all of that now? i should be chilling a bit more or wanna enjoy my life more, do I really wanna like be eating lettuce for the next <laughs> three years? Yeah. <You> know? <laughs> You know, you, you eat less if you like foodie like me, I'm a foodie and I don't like pain in exercise, as you know. Um <laughs> it's, it's then how much do you want to do it and how much do you really want to do it. So
0: that also pertains to your mindset because you, you said we we know that we should. We know that we could, right? But We don't (laughs) point blank. We don't, and we have a tendency of making excuses, right? And I think with my age group, that is one of the biggest things like, oh, well, I'm this age already, and I've been doing fine, right? Why would I do that now at this age? And you said it you got to know what your why is, right? What outcome are you looking for? And use that to propel you to that place that you would implement it, because you could yeah. talk about it all day long, but it doesn't yeah. matter unless there's some type of movement or some type of effort.
1: Yeah, and and I always say that's why people say you've got to be, try and enjoy the journey
0: mm-hmm. to
1: change, because if you don't enjoy it either, it's hard. So yeah. it's hard, you know, if you don't enjoy any of it at all. Um, if you're trying to change something, then it makes it even really harder at our age where we're older and we're, we're like, well, you know, I've done all of that, that stuff. Why am I really killing myself off now? You know, let me grab that sarong and carry on eating. <laughs> Do you, know what I mean? <laughs> you know, that's how it is for some, you know, even though you really think I want to I want to. And so therefore, like my reasons are definitely for health reasons. Now, mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to be stronger you know, I want, I want to be stronger. And therefore, if it's getting, you know, the benefit for me is to feel stronger. My body feels strong. When I go up the stairs, you know, I feel good when I'm going up the stairs and not going out for a walk and saying, Oh, do we have to go up? a hill?" Right. You know, feeling windy. Oh, I- right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I want to feel good about that. And I remember that, you know, that is kind of a, a driver. So, you know, I have no excuses. That's that's what you know you you want to do. So I so I definitely think it is about when you are at a point in your life where you think, well, is there anything I really really want to do that I feel so so passionate about now that I really want? You know, some people are, and some people like, well, you know, I'm pretty. And there's no right or wrong answer. Mm -hmm. No right or wrong answer, but it's just being uh, acknowledging and being mindful that you do know why you're not doing. Don't oblivious. You do now. You know this is what the the landscape looks like if you're going to do something and if you don't you're doing it mindfully it's not it's not because somebody else is doing it it's your
0: right. choice it's your right your choice yeah nice yeah. very good thank you for that information um this is my last question uh, but I could talk mm. to you all day <laughs> <laughs> the dating scene has changed as well mm-hmm. so Now you're going through apps and things of that nature uh, to meet people. And there is a, you know, you're communicating online, whether it's through that actual app or you're talking to a person on the telephone. How do you feel about people up front being open with what it is that they want, don't want, but not allowing room for anything else. And when I say that, a lot of times in these profiles, a person will put what their interests are. Sometimes they'll even, they're so specific to say, uh, if you're not 112 pounds, don't contact me. I'm like,
1: (laughs) if if that's
0: what you like, then that's what you like. But sometimes some of the stuff comes across like, hmm, are you missing an opportunity to actually meet someone that would really work for you? Because there's some limitations that you've also put out there, right? In your profile, but you still need to stay true to you. So it's kind of like, ah, oh, yeah. Wow.
1: Which,
0: which way do you go with? things like that and I see this over and over again and now people are talking to me about it too and it's just like, well, you know, once we, they didn't put it in their profile, then we have a conversation and now all these things come up. What they want is this, it's like a, a interview. You know what I mean? And then other people are saying the opposite. Well, they put it in their profile and I wanted the opportunity to meet the person And I talked to them and they were open and it actually worked. You know Mm. what I mean? So Mm. this whole communication with the dating thing, I need some answers too, girl.
1: Oh my gosh. Well, the one thing I can't give you answers on is about how to do dating. So that's definitely uh, (laughs) something I can't tell you about. What I think I'm hearing from what you're saying is that you can read it. Obviously, there will be people that through their past experiences don't really want to mess about anymore. You know, they just want to know this is this is it, this is um what I'm looking for, and there's no sort of compromise. I would ask the question though, when you when when this is happening in the, the app the, the conversations that, that ha have you have with people who have put that down, do, do you have the opportunity to ask questions to that person about things or is it literally like they've put that and then you can't get any further?
0: If you connect with one another, you know okay. what I mean? If it, that these apps have something on there, if you each like each other or something like that, then you can start to communicate.
1: Yeah. So I have two rules of thought here. There's one, which is like, if depending on what they've put, if they've been really specific and anything feels a bit off, that's a done deal anyway. Mm-hmm. And then if there has somebody's put something and I'm like, okay, they've been quite specific, but there's so, there's quite a lot of commonality between me and that person. I'm just going to go for it anyway. Right. I'll just keep going. I'm just going to keep going for it and not maybe read too much into the message because if they've not been a great communicator and they've just gone with, you know, what they think is right, which is only like on paper, like a CV. Right. You know, you won't get a feel for what that person is like so i think some of it is your gut feeling which is i've read that and that looks really off or that was kind of okay but i'm not completely sure inside and i think you'd know versus someone who's kind of done that but then you see lots of commonality i would then just go for it and just think okay well i'll just go and have the chat and say even though you've put this you know i see that we've got a lot in common and i would have the conversation and if they decide to not do anything about that and I'm like well that's that's your issue like you missed out next right (laughs) yeah you know one of my friends went on it's about 17 dates and then when she met the one she she married that was the one she married wow okay I completely enjoyed doing the dates you know Mm -hmm. just said I'm just going to enjoy go out picnic whatever whatever set the dog for a walk, go for a coffee, I'm just going to enjoy just going and meeting and going and meeting and going and meeting. So there's some people that do that. And then I've met, I know people who have met, you know, a couple of people and it's like, bam, and then they've connected and that's that. So for me, I, if you're in that exploration stage, I would have just some fun with it, really. Right. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I know some people are like, well, I really want someone to be serious. I got, like, well, why are you are doing that? How, you, you don't know what's happening on the way. So don't look for that just one end game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You can still look for the end game, but still do another 10 people and enjoy, go for a meal or whatever. You don't know what's going to happen. So True. I always say to my husband, he's very lucky that these apps wasn't out. When was <laughs> I will be killing the day. So I would be out, out, out of the day. Yeah, that looks for food. Doing? No, we Yes, no. Yes, no. Next. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. That's the whole thing. Have fun. I just think try and have fun with it, really. Have fun. Good, 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 good.
0: I want to thank (laughs) you so much for joining us and giving us these tools and this information. How would we connect with you or how would the listeners connect with you? And I think that we kind of just jumped into the conversation. So (laughs) tell us about your business and uh, where you're from.
1: Yes, yeah, so I'm from the UK. I'm not sure you recognize the accent. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so I'm from the UK and I set up, I've worked in communications for like 15 years, but set up my own business 10 years ago in communication. And that's helping people, helping companies, lots of companies when they're thinking of making big changes in their company about how they need to do this with the people. So it's been something I've done for the last decade. And then that's where sort of the confidence coaching came into play, that you sort of start coaching people. And as I say, I, the change practitioner piece comes in because effectively what you're asking people to do is, is to change something. Right. And they're only going to change something if there is a will or a motivation or to do that. So I've been doing that, um, and that's at my um, KMG communications business and then and then last year yes i set up a completely different type of business which was even fields careers and that's like a, you know that's all about the next generation the future generation finding a job with an inclusive employer so I, me and my um business partner set up a platform for that that's a uk business so people can follow us maybe we might go global i don't know but um, that's a uk business but for the, the comms communications work yeah that's with anyone, anywhere uh, any, any time I can help really.
0: So people Are, can find me on um,
1: Instagram good. under KMG confidence coach.
0: But that's what I was going to ask you. Are you on yeah. any other social media outlets? Yeah. Is there any other tips or advice that you would like to
1: add? My first of all, thank you. I've had a I can't believe the time's gone so quickly. <laughs> so like reaching out and, and having this chat really, like I say, it's about having the confidence to, to live your truth and finding ways to feel balanced, to feel connected, and that you don't always need others to feel good about yourself. Be respectful, you know, and don't feel guilty about speaking your truth, this is who you are. And don't put everything in the work and the money and all the external world. Make sure inside feels right. And I think it, you can just do whatever you want then, really.
0: Wow, I thank you so much for that. You gave us some great tools and some tidbits here that I myself am going to uh, implement. And I really like that what you just said. And it's live your truth, you know, be authentic to who you are, you know, be willing also to know that you don't know everything. Right. It's okay to make mistakes. Um, But each day that we live is an opportunity for us to learn something new. Right. Yeah. And if anything, you should always be willing to want to make some type of change to be the best version of you. You know,
1: absolutely. Yeah.
0: You know, talk to yourself. I talk to myself. That's that affirmation thing. You know, (laughs) speak, speak, speak life over yourself. You know what I mean? And, you know, are there any books or any self help books or audios or anything like that that you would recommend?
1: Gosh, you know what? There is so, so many podcasts. I mean, you only have to put in self help. And I tend to, to be honest with you, not read loads of self help books now. Okay. I feel like sometimes they, they tell me the same things, but in a different way. I think I tend to try and learn by connecting with different people and different places. Okay. And um, I think uh, that's where, you know, I learn things from. So there's, I mean, there's some really good books anyway on communication and the art of conversation. There's some good books there, but I think just find the things that make you happy and do more of it. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Do do more of the things that make you happy. And, and, And some of that's not even in a book. That's just about who you are.
0: Yes, 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 so true. Again, I thank you so much for joining us today. Um, you know, this is first of many. You are always welcome. You know, if anything changes any any new things that are going on with your business, if you have any type of webinars or anything that is going on, definitely come back and visit us and let us know so we can support you as well.
1: All right. Thank you. I really, no i really appreciate it's been a, a really amazing opportunity and it's great this platform you're providing for women i can see you're just absolutely in your element you, you know absolutely fantastic what you're doing so keep it up because i'm looking forward to hearing more um on on some of the other guests that you have on it's very exciting so you do you you do you
0: <laughs> thank you so much Thank you for joining me for this episode of Unapologetic at 50. Together, we will learn how to maneuver life's challenges while being our authentic selves without regret. Remember to subscribe to Unapologetic at 50 to be notified of new episodes. Don't be salty with me if you are the last to know and never apologize for being the best version of you.